Welcome to Just Winging It. <laughs> I've, got, I've got quite a voice going on right now. Yeah, you sound like shit. Yeah, I feel... What's your name? I feel slightly above shit. Does that make sense? You feel like... Uh, oh, I have an answer on our shit dilemma from last time. Uh, we have Our medical What's consultant. There? Wait, who I'm John Abdullah. Wife. Yeah, that's right. I'm Patrick Green. And I have an answer for once. To life? What? To what no, but to the to? poop question. So, you know, we, we the pretty question? frequently are in situations where we ask people for advice on, like, if something can really happen. And we nev- literally never get an answer. I think it's because nobody listens to the show. Sometimes we'll ask physicists to weigh in. That's true. And then we do get long, rambling, eloquent responses. Thanks, Doug. Um, but for the most part, you know, we kind of throw these questions out there and nobody gets back to us. But I happen to be married to a nurse in training. So she was able to answer the poop question from last time. So the question, if you remember, is whether or not the circular poop pellets, which our guest who oh, is here, yes. who has how not been introduced, how he will know, he will know very much about soon. So yes. the question was like, does the do the pellets form? John is literally throwing his water bottle in the background. It only landed on some electronics. That's okay. Good. They're fine. They'll it's they'll fine. deal. Um, do the when poop comes out in pellet form, do the pellets form in the intestinary tract, or do they form as a the result of, being of the, sphincter the sphincter expulsion? Yeah. I'm going to go so, with sphincter, but go ahead, tell me. So you, so you're Just saying you the think there's point. a solid poop block, and it comes, it goes like <laughs> on the way out. I mean, I would imagine it's a combination deal, but okay. Well, but let, yeah, me ask, let me ask yeah, our guest. I'm going to go with that. Let me ask our guest. Wait, Jeff, no, no, we haven't even who introduced will also him. Be introduced. We haven't even introduced him. He can him still yet. weigh in All right, by fine, phone. Fine, do fine. you think you have to use a fake voice for this? Okay, so people don't know it's really you. Do you think that pellet poops form in the stomach or as a result of being expelled? Well, first of all, that's quite a question. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> do I really have to use a fake voice? No, oh, yeah. no you don't. Know, <laughs> so, um, I like that. Do. First of all, I like that you guys are already fighting over me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, roll. I have to say, the thought has never crossed my mind. Oh, fair, enough. Enough. fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we're going to yeah. force you right now to decide. Would you say stomach or afterwards? Um, I think stomach. Okay. Well, the answer, and now we're going to pretend we don't have a guest again. The answer is it forms in the stomach. Son of As a, a result bitch. of the way that the poop is, wait, wait, is you binding you together. Wait, you didn't answer this. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was a stomach. Fuck you. You did Because I'm right. I'm always right. All right, go ahead. Well, my, Micah was literally like, yeah, we covered this in like our studies last week, and it's huh. in the stomach. Our studies. And then I think she called me an idiot and threw me out of the car. But, you know, I imagine that's how most of your conversations go with Micah. It, 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 yeah, she's very yeah. very physically you know, uh, intense with me. She's throwing me out <laughs> of windows, um, throwing me out of cars. You may have noticed that I wasn't listening to anything you've been saying, and I've been looking at my phone. Yeah, what are you doing? And there's a reason for it. Snapchat. I have. I mean, we can't go on with this episode without thanking a particular uh, fan who wrote in and oh, did something yes! amazing yes, after last true. time. Yes, that's true. That's true. This is not Obama, though. <clears throat> I, I, so I can't bring up the message because I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to operate my phone. Honestly, Facebook's awful. Let's it's just problematic because like, your job is to do that. Yeah, it kind of yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but he said something awesome, and I was trying to bring it up. I think his name's Ron. Does that sound I right? I think his name is Brian. <laughs> We're awful. I'm do sorry. Do you want me to look it up? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Ron. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep talking while I look it up. So here's okay. the thing. What he did. He heard our message a couple weeks ago, which was what? Tell. Tell. Our message a couple weeks ago was: if you're listening to the show, tell one person about it. You can attack them in the street. It doesn't have to be like a nice message. You can just go up to somebody and accost them by screaming about our show. But, you know, ideally find one person to spread the word with. And, and uh, Barry, not Ron. Barry, okay, his name is Brian. Was close. Barry. Uh, he, he goes by Brock by some, but Barry was, from what I understand, <laughs> his original name. <laughs> and uh, so Barry Weston, I hope he's okay with me sharing his full name. Uh, I mean, you might get At some. At 1234 Rancho Cucamonga <laughs> <Exactly>. Avenue. 
Blood type C uh, And what Canadian city was he in? I'll say Ontario. It was Ontario, it's not I city, think. But. Shared, not only when when shared with one person, but he actually shared it with an entire dad club, or dad group called Dad Club London. So I want to give them a shout out as well. They're in Ontario. I don't know. Is there a London, Ontario? I don't know yeah, what that it's means. A pretty major place in okay. Ontario. All right, good. I thought there was only one London. And uh, that matters. <laughs> There's only one London, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> There's a new London. <laughs> I know new London. There's a new London. So our good, our good friend and fan, Ron Barry Wesson, <laughs> minus the Ron, uh, shared it with that whole group and like had this amazing you know message uh, giving the show you know basically saying it's, it's 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 changed his life I think something like that right it was he had a tattoo of our faces on his butt cheeks I believe <laughs> that's what he did which was weird um, right next to Duke Nukem which... yeah he was the guy that he, so his previous his previous interaction with the show was that he en- enjoyed our Duke Nukem yeah shout out and so, especially I my mean, impression of Duke honestly Nukem. Barry you went above and beyond you you really set the stage I think for other fans to live up to you know that uh, that bar and I, I what I want to see I guess what I'm doing here is inviting you know it's a challenge that uh, Barry set for fans this to is a gauntlet not just share with one I think the number he said was about 900 70, 70 did he say 900 uh, maybe <laughs> I think it was oh god he's taking his phone out again we'll say it was a million it was a you're million you're right he dads. said 900 that was a good was memory I usually yeah, have pretty good I'm pretty good with numbers usually. Yeah, not today I'll them. tell you that no I'm all off I got boogers in the brain yeah boog- boogers so, in the brain so 900 dads so whoever can write in and exceed that number and share with more than that um, we're not going to give you anything except some you know a shout out and they'll get your name wrong too. Um, apparently, they'll probably you guys really take care of you. Yeah, if, if you make it real memorable, <laughs> we won't big even fan, know who you big are. Fan. Yeah, um, but really, we appreciate it, Barry. And uh, you know, keep listening, and you know, set us straight if we uh, if you have any feedback and want to tell us how to do a better job. We'll, we'll pretty much do whatever you want us to do at this point. Anything, thank if you, you, Billy, want us to change the show. <laughs> um, I also uh, I wanted to make sure I update you on on Grace and the the pool situation because I had mentioned it in an episode. Yeah, with swim you never class. came back to it. Yeah, right. it was like it was a big deal for us. So so this I had is the said, submersion, right? The, yeah. So you know. this is a new class that she had taken. She had already gone through the toddler one where you go in, you know, as the parent with the child, you right, hold them. They, they don't use flotation devices. Right. They just drown the child. They just drown the child, drown and the child. Uh, or they you know actually swim and they learn. But you know that's Either the way, way to do it. Yeah. So this next class is for like two and above or something or I think three and above so she's three and a half and the first two classes were just hard they you know she really she has to be in there alone without us and so that experience she was just crying upset she dreaded going to the class and we were at the point where we were really like should we just not go forward with the whole you know seven classes of this because I don't want to deal with it and are we like kind of setting her up you know in a bad way for swimming in the future um, and her whole future of swimming professionally, which as know, an Olympian, yeah, we've decided Classic Abdullah there. Olympics genes um, exactly. So the fat heels, the fat heel Abdullahs, yeah. <laughs> the fat heels this, are like this slippers. Joke, this joke was from like four episodes ago, and yeah. I'm bringing it back every episode. And, like and every time you look at me, like, what are you talking about? This was a this was a joke from a previous episode. I of the remember show. what you're you talking about. You do remember. About. Well, you yeah. know, every time you look at your feet in the morning, you put those shoes on, you see those heels. You know what I'm talking about? Those fat, fat, the classic heels. fat Abdullah heels. Oh yep. yeah. Yep, yep. So that's why we thought she'd be a great swimmer. So so we went through the class. <laughs> By the third class, I think I had updated you then and was really feeling good because she, you know, she was still not feeling great about the class, but she did it and then came out after and she was like really beaming. She was beaming. Exactly. That's the good word for it. So we thought we were in a good place and it was a lesson for parenting. Like, you know, stick with it, you know, put your kids maybe in sometimes uncomfortable situations um, and challenge them to grow. And so then we, we proceeded to go to like one or two more and it was actually regressed back to like really unhappy about it at least for the fourth mm. class there was a regression there was a regression that's relatively rare 
in my experience. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So you probably did something wrong. Your experience with two kids, yeah. That's true. That's pretty good. You have a good uh, population there. I did a huge, size. huge case study. <laughs> so anyway, I'll just jump to the point here, okay? Thankfully, it started to get a little better again, and it all culminated in this seventh class where it's a demonstration and the parents can stay for the whole time. Oh, man, it's an expo. And this is a big deal for me because this is like my first you know, opportunity as a parent to like see my kid perform or do something. You know what I mean? A sport or an art performance or whatever. Um, and you're nodding because you've, you've experienced this. And it's like, you know, it's a big deal, right? You want to be there. And this is mm-hmm. sort of a test of you as a parent. Uh, you're going to be the parent that shows up to these things, or you're going to be the failure, you know, and just stay at work or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it happened to fall on a day where I had my team retreat, um, which oh! I was I was co-facilitating. Oh, well, well and congratulations. So, well, no, I just, I was in a role where I had to, like, you know, be really present. Yes. Um, but I made it clear up front that I had to leave, you know, at least 15 minutes early because because Grace's thing started at, like, 5.25 or something. It always does. Um, and so, literally, it was me, like, uh, the graduate, you know, Dustin Hoffman at the end there, like, just going for <laughs> it, you know. And I first, it was, a, it was a train, and I literally got off the train at my station. I ran to my car, and then I get in the car, and I, like, get up to the Y. I throw my keys to some random guy to say valet or whatever. And they're like, well, what <laughs> like are you talking the, the about? Notorious yeah. y the notorious Y valet system. Valet. They love it. Um, and then I ran as, you know, I ran from my car, whoever knows wherever it is. And, right. uh, and I got into the thing. And in the I, middle like, of a barge through the door, you know, and I'm just like, Grace! <laughs> um, Echo- echoing through the, the pool right. hall. And, and so I get in there expecting, like, you know, a crowd of parents all, like, cheering, cheering on kids and with stuff. with their faces on the yeah, t-shirts. Yeah, and I get in there, and it's just, like, Bethany sitting on a bleacher, and there's, like, another parent who's, like, on their phone or something. Right. That's about it. And, uh, and, you know, Grace acknowledged our presence and kept looking up at us. But the thing was a goddamn joke, let's be honest. I mean, the kids just jump in and, like... You know, move. There was a substitute teacher. Oh, I mean, it wasn't even the real it teacher. It wasn't even a real teacher. Who so, the fuck was the real teacher? Right, exactly. He takes he douche. Conveni- conveniently skips the last class. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm the dad who's running, literally running. You're Dustin Hoffman in the actual there. graduate yeah. film. You know, parking so your car he, in the middle of a soccer field. He could at least show up. So Did anyway, he's back. Uh, no, I mean I'm still missing it's the still car. There. Yeah, it's, you just it's walk fine. Home. Yeah. It was it was from 2015. So like you know, we need a new one. Just take it. So anyway. That, that was it, it was I honestly though it was like a proud moment for me where and a couple of sense of uh, senses of that word sense of that word Phew. Man, sensei. this is gonna be a bad episode Say sensei. so I you know I felt like I was really bringing it as a parent I made it a point an you effort to be there it. so I'm gonna give myself some credit for yeah. that and I was really proud of Grace because she she performed and did whatever you know crap things she had to do um, but you know at, by the end of that did swim she class, swim unassisted she did some of it. It's like ten. It's it's like uh, is it ten seconds? That's kind of a lot, huh? That's a lot. <laughs> Maybe it was less than ten seconds. But the other thing is, we were literally about a football stadium away from her and had to watch, you know, with like binoculars. <laughs> right. Um, so, so it was actually I couldn't even tell which kid was swimming. To be right, honest, you're like, with look you. at that splash. Yeah, exactly. But no, she she ended up really <clears throat> being more comfortable with that experience, and I felt like it was a good prep for her for you know eventually going to school and not being with us and all that. So. Wow, um, that's my story. Good for you. Yeah, good for you. Proud dad. Yeah, you should be. Um, I uh, I have a, so I just got back from Los Angeles, uh, like a matter of hours ago. You and literally, as always, you just step this into was the, the show. Most me trip I've, I've ever had. I, so I was like, well, I have to, I'm gonna have to go in the <clears throat> middle of the week to do this interview with Joanna Cassidy, who was a, an actress, an incredible actress. Um, and she was so great. She had us in her house and everything, and which was, you know, maybe a bad idea on her part, but we didn't take anything, which, you know. I wanted to just say it was, you know, a pretty big step, you know, because she had a lot of nice shit. Um, <laughs> but it was, I love uh, how you're, you're just, like, amazed that, by the idea that they would let you into I know, that like, house. Well, well, to be fair, yeah. I mean, there's just three, these three you're random in dudes in their 30s. I yeah. mean, like, why are you going to, like, let it? But, but she was, she was so 
amazing. This is a woman who's been in everything from, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit to mm-hmm. Blade Runner to Six Feet Under. Like, it, one of the really great actresses of her time. And uh, and it was just the most amazing interview. And then we got to go all around L.A. and look at a lot of filming locations from Blade Runner and got to go to the USC uh, Expo they're doing on Aliens' 40th anniversary, which was incredible. I got to go to the George Lucas building at oh, USC, man. which is across from the Steven Spielberg building. And I was thinking... How I thought you were cool. Is that for some reason when you said Steven Spielberg, the first name that entered in my brain was Steven Seagal. The Steven Seagal building, <laughs> <Can> you imagine, <laughs> which, is, which is just a hut filled with donuts. Actually, <laughs> I mean, just the thought of that, I had to. I like had to what share they would it. teach there, like they would just teach like just sitting around neck being like, racist. Yeah, it'd <laughs> be a great place to go. Just learn how to snap somebody's neck. But he can't even do that. That's the thing with Steven Seagal. Is oh, he's like really? A complete fraud. You honestly yeah. think he? There was a time in the '80s when he was actually martial artistically gifted. Okay? But if you brought him he into a he was doing. Where he had to. The no, only he's way like out of the room. Morbidly obese for one the only thing. way out of the room was for Steven Seagal to crack to break someone's neck. You don't think he could bring it? I think if he threw a donut at him and, <laughs> and to catch the donut, he had to break a neck to reach it. Maybe that would happen. But he's like a crazy, like racist old. Oh yeah, no, he's awful. At this point. Of course. Um, well, I mean, he probably always was. I mean, let's be honest. That's true. But he wasn't always old. That's true. Or, or fat. fat. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. now it's kind of, you got the little true. comeuppance, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's not but, listening to this. Yeah, well, he loves the show. You know, so when we least expect it, you're going to turn a corner and he's going to be the goddamn Steven Seagal and be like, in real life. Hey, you told don't me you think had a I donut. Can kick you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, let me show you, but first, give me a donut. You remember the you remember the Mad TV thing with him with, uh, was it, what's his name? Sosa? Will Sosa? Something like that? I, I know Will Sosa and Mad TV, but I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, he did Steven Seagal impression. You got to oh watch God. it, man. It's hilarious. His Arnold shit. So he would just so go. Funny. Oh yeah, his Arnold. That was, was, the, that was Michael amazing. McDonald. He used to be the guy that did um, the, the that stuff. But he would just go around and you know and just snap necks <laughs> like left and right. <laughs> nice. You know? Anyway, nice. we should keep going with your LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like it was very uh, a very hectic trip. We got a lot done in about a day and a half, and now I'm back at work, and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And the way I woke up this morning, I want to do a little performance for you, and then we'll move on. Oh boy! Um, so I had heard that Jude had, while I was gone, had a little bit of a stomach thing. Uh oh! Um, and you know he's 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 doing better. What are you going to perform? Know? Should we like have some uh, wetsuits? Get raincoats ready. Yeah, <laughs> wetsuits. I don't know why. Like, why does John have a scuba mask on? Like, what you, man, what is rain? I take that shit seriously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing wet. is, the, here's the thing: if you're going to invest in a scuba suit, okay, what do you use that? Like, at most, if you're just like a occasional a scuba, That's you're going to use it twice a year. Yeah. So instead, when it rains, you would get that. That serious rain, <laughs> yeah. you go out in your scuba suit. I neoprene mean, is neoprene, baby. That's you know right. It's expensive shit. I'm going to get my use out of it. I bet Steven Seagal does that. Yeah, definitely. He wraps him up like a sausage. And these flat heels, these fat heels. <laughs> <you know. laughs> the, the legendary Abdullah heels. Yeah, they gotta, gotta, they gotta, but anyway, go ahead. That's perform, the sound. Perform, when, when you put the pants on, yeah, again. <laughs> um, so good the heels. That's uh, been the sound for a lot of things on this show. That's, that's just one of my favorite sound effects. So it this morning, uh, I was like, you know, lying in bed, just insanely groggy because I'm jet lagged, and also I'd gotten like no sleep on the airplane, and, I'm, and I also had a Skype call that, <laughs> and that's to, also, at the crack of dawn. Everything you just said is the normal state of Patrick Green. <laughs> let's be also honest. Every day of my life, if you life. were home, you would have stayed awake as long as you were then. <laughs> it, so. That's true. It would have been the same thing. Yeah, but, but this morning on. was like I was particularly discombobulated. Okay, and and I just and this is my waking experience is I hear shambling from down the hall, like sort of like. That that does, I don't know up? what that is. Yeah, is that being, shambling. Right. So I'm know. hearing this noise coming from down the hall. And then I'm like... Oh, that was too loud. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to get rid of the Foley effects for this, and I'm going to go ahead and use my voice. <laughs> so I'm hearing this, like, shambling noise, and then uh, and then I hear... Oh, my like, God. And I'm, like, waking up, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I look at Micah, and she's like, what's happening? All I can think like, of is... Annihilation. 
Oh my god, I fucking love that movie so much. No, I'm talking about the book though. Remember the lighthouse and the thing that the you the actually creature? read that book? I did because of you. Because of me? Yeah, I forgot about. Thanks See, for doing you that. See, do, yeah. you do. You do change. Did you my finish life. the trilogy yet? No. Then don't talk to me till you do that. Honestly, I'm like, <laughs> it was good, but I'm like, eh, I want to oh read god, other stuff. Life changing. It's so good. <laughs> Keep going. Anyway, so I heard. <laughs> I turn around and like my eyes are sort of opening. Meanwhile, I'm like, Jude is in bed next to us, and again, I'm like, oh, when did shit. this happen? Because so that this really been, narrows it. This is either there's an intruder. It could be the willowy woman. It, who we haven't seen but actually we talked about this last week we haven't seen her in months mm. so she's either dead or she was an actual ghost like an apparition yeah I mean I I'm going to assume she was a demonic the latter. Yeah. Well, she probably but anyway was so was this Henry so well I'm looking at Jude and I'm, I'm like once again why when did this ha- why is he in bed like yeah. I don't know when that happened but also that means that Henry's alone so and, and the noise is getting closer so I'm like, this is clearly Henry. And then the door swings open. Did you get open. your pistol out of I got my shotgun. Pillow. I got dual shotguns under my pillow just anytime. <laughs> Steven Seagal taught me to do that. And I hear this, and then the door opens, and it goes, and then I look, and it's Henry just stumbling towards me. And then he goes, and he just vomits all over my fucking face. And I'm like, what, what, what world do I live in? And then Jude wakes up crying, and Micah's like, damn it! And I'm like fucking swimming in a vo- and bark. And then Can I'm I like, just say something? Yeah. I you know how much I hate giving you credit for anything yeah. or like singing your praises. Yes. Uh, but you really, if if I ever, if all else fails, I think you have a future in sound effects. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I honestly thank do. You. At least, but can it comes you do to the barfing. sound one more time? <laughs> that was what it was. It was a multi stage. And then Henry's like sitting there, and he's like taking his shirt off for some reason, oh and I'm like, what, what are you doing? And he's like, naked, See, naked. <laughs> What That's the what fuck is going the on? Double shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, chuk, 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 chuk. give me a donut. Um, yeah, see Steven Seagal in the back. So uh, anyway, so he was just like barfing, and then and then you go through the stage because my first reaction was like, Henry, I needed that extra twenty minutes of sleep, and now we have to clean. Yeah. To be fair, Micah cleaned literally all of it. You are I, 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 got, I got away with just quote unquote comforting Henry, which Aww. was just me falling asleep again, laying in a puddle of vomit. But you know, it's okay. Um, and he was like, so then I'm like trying to like hey, help him calm down. if it means you can sleep, I'll sleep <laughs> yeah, in a puddle of vomit. Yeah, we can all... I'll take that deal any day of the week. <laughs> if somebody offered you, if somebody was like, hey, I will give you $20 and also an hour of extra sleep if you lie in a puddle of vomit, and I don't know whose vomit it is, <laughs> but you have to be naked, would you do it? If it were in the first few weeks of uh, having a baby, which we're going to talk about with our good friend here, Jeff. Um, I know you're trying to transition, but answer this No, question. no, I'm not even would trying to transition. I'm saying it? if I were in that state, like when I really needed the sleep. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. What Would you do it now? No. What if it was $1,000? Uh, well, here, the, the, the nose, the smell thing is what I just, it wouldn't work. But even I, for $1,000 and one hour I, of extra sleep. Can I plug sleep. my nose? Uh, you manually with your hand <laughs> while you're doing it? The problem is you're going to fall asleep and you can't keep that hand on that nose and you're going to wake up. But it's guaranteed that I'll sleep for the hour? Well, it's up to you to fall asleep, but if you do yeah, fall asleep... Yeah, but I'm asleep, saying I right. couldn't fall asleep with the smell of vomit surrounding me. Well, that would be up to you. Then fuck it. I'm not doing You're it. You're not doing it. No. What, if, what if it was a million dollars? But if you just use some of that... What's that stuff that they put over you? <laughs> and oh, then, the, like, um, the Hitman Vicks, game? Like VapoRub. Um, no, no. I'm thinking much stronger. The cloth full of, like, chlorophyll or something. <laughs> like chlorophyll? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they do that and I get an hour of sleep with it, I'll, you know, then I'll... Because I'm not going to smell it. I'm I want to yeah, point out chlorophyll is how plants produce energy. <laughs> it's actually chloroform that we're talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> Um, anyway, I, I, would, I would do it for a thousand. For a million, I would definitely do it. But for a million, this is the last question before we transition oh, million, to our guest who's sitting here wondering what the fuck the show's about. He's, He's totally regretting right. Would you lie in a yep. puddle of actual human feces for a million dollars? How long do you have to lie in it? For one hour. Oh, fuck. You don't know where the shit came from? 
it's fresh. Wait, so are you saying like up to your eyeballs in feces, or you're just saying like lie? No, because that would probably kill you. I'm, I'm talking about like actually if there's would. just like a puddle of shit, and you just have to lay on top oh, of it. Oh, definitely for an hour for a million dollars. Hell yeah, Jeff's nodding. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Damn right. Would you not? I would not do that. Really? I'd yeah. do it for a long time. <laughs> Jeff's like, and hey, that's the transition. Can I do it? Yeah. Welcome, shit lover. <laughs> well, I have no self-respect, so I'm in, I'm in good company. We've been excited for this episode for a while. For I, a mean, real, I mean, especially because we, we, we actually, haven't been able to actually do it for about a month yeah, and a half. Yeah, I mean, granted, Jeff has a big moment that we'll talk about and all that, you know, life change, yada, yada, yada. But I think more more down to earth here, and uh, really, because this show is just about us helping, you know, grow ourselves. I think we had a couple of questions about peppers and boxing um, that we really oh, wanted yeah, to Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that's primarily they why we're They go very well on. together. Yeah. Peppers and boxing. <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> they probably Don't do. Don't eat peppers before, hot peppers before boxing. Have you tried that? Uh, no, but I've I've had other things before boxing. Have you tried? Do people do this? So you know, I brought up on the show before the story of the first time I cooked with jalapeno peppers, which is the first of many because now I literally use them on everything I make. They're wonderful. Um, I like had a debilitating <clears throat> eye problems for like three days because I rubbed my eyes <laughs> while I was doing it. Yeah. Do people coat their boxing gloves in substances like that? Oh shit, that's a good idea. Could you imagine that? Um, Steven Seagal taught me that actually. That would someone, like definitely not be uh, not Above be allowed. Board. But but I should clarify, I don't have any idea whatsoever <laughs> because I don't actually. But box. you are a professional boxer. <laughs> yes, yeah, Olympian, I kickboxer, yeah, kickboxer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the fat heels. You guys see Adela heels. You can Isn't that? I mean, those would do you wonders in the ring, man. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And they would make that sound when they hit somebody's <laughs> they, face. They would. So the question that led to this, which was from before we started yeah. recording, before the live yeah. audience tuned in. And I had to stop audience. you from talking because it was. I think it's important here. that everybody hear this. That's true. So I was recently taught by an infographic on Reddit, yeah. so very reliable, that it had at least nine upvotes, that uh, jalapenos and habaneros are the same pepper but at different stages of the dehydration cycle. So I was taught that a jalapeno was the wet version, the normal version, and the habanero was dried. You said I'm wrong. Well, and, he, away. and Patrick, as he always false. does on this show, yes. you know, which always makes me think like, how much have I really put? How much have I put my trust in in Patrick? And how much has he just fucking made up? And so I he don't very, know either. That's he very confidently fair. just said, you know, did you know that habaneros are really just dried up <laughs> jalapenos? Sounds it, to me like you're placing your your trust in Reddit. It does. <laughs> now, see, I had nine upvotes. I mean, I don't know anything, so of course I just hear it and I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds fine. Um, but thankfully, Jeff was here, and he's you know got a little bit of intelligence. Apparently, it hasn't that's been true. But without, without Jeff amount. here, our entire audience of millions would have assumed that this was correct, right? And now yeah. we have a fact check. To be fair, premises. I did. I did in that moment say, "Did you just make that up?" You did, and I said, "I don't know." Yeah, and that so, was the end. So, yeah. yeah, false, false Word's statement. Still out. So it's false. It's fake news. Yeah, hundred percent false. Okay, so what's a habanero? Agree to disagree. Habanero maybe. looks totally different. It is what is often also called a Scotch be- uh, Scotch bonnet pepper. It a is a small. Bonnet. It's usually like. They're like orange or yellowish. Um, they're they're much hotter. No, no. So you what look would skeptical? The, well, I, I am because then what would the dried jalapeno be called? I believe a it's called jalapeno. a dried jalapeno. Okay, you know what, you know, we're gonna ask Siri for this. No, right? you're you're just gonna hey, Siri, embarrass yourself. What's right a dried now? jalapeno pepper called? She's on airplane mode. Give me a minute. Yeah, or she's Siri and useless. Or yeah. Or she's she's gonna be like, I made a reservation and I do this for nine o'clock tonight at Seven <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Bethany and I do this all the time, where she'll ask Siri something, and then I'll you know, of course, you it'll fail. It what is a dried jalapeno yeah. pepper called? Yeah, a dried jalapeno pepper. That's why. 
That's it's good. It's just called the dry mouth. <clears throat> and and who just said that's what it's called? Uh, that's what I. The, my point was that actually that it was. I was trying to get to the point where we could teach people that a dried jalapeno yeah. pepper is just called the dried jalapeno pepper. So to be exactly. fair, this is the long game. I'm playing four dimensional chess. I'm glad we could use all this airtime for. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Yeah. This is most of the episode. Well, I'm glad I was here for it, guys. It's been <laughs> real. There's also boxing, which so on this show we talked about how you know I I went through like a montage scene of me trying to get up a big uh, big bag. Of, oh my god, a heavy, heavy bag. bag. Yeah. Um, and it's now attached to my house and cannot be removed. It's a structural component of his house. It is. Oh, I dug yeah. a trench to get the floor lower so that it would hang enough, and you know it's just it's commitment spared no expense. And this was all before I actually knew what the hell I was doing with boxing. I just decided that it was the thing I wanted to focus on this year. Oh, but year you didn't tell him as my story workout. about... Did you know he punched a dude's tooth out of his face as a child? <laughs> I mean, that's usually where you punch it that's out That's true. Of. Really? If you're going to punch a tooth out, it's going to be out of a face. <laughs> we could be carrying it. One, it one can be. only hope it's, yeah. that's where it is. Yeah. Steven Seagal taught you that. It's true. He actually punched you know, a guy's tooth out. You know, at that time, it probably was mm. partially inspired by Steven Seagal, if I'm honest. Yeah. No, I, it was, I, I told you. you it was a knee-jerk reaction. He shot me with like a rubber band in the eye, and I just immediately, without Ooh, thinking that's... about it, punched him in the face. Yeah, and, and it so. wasn't a baby tooth, an adult tooth. It was one of ejected his front, from his like a comic front book panel. teeth. That'll learn. One him. of his front teeth came out. Yeah, I mean, nobody ever bothered me again in high school. Jesus, <laughs> see, when somebody Jeez. strikes, go nuclear, man. It works. It's that Sean Some Connery. Uh, wait, it's not Sean Connery. Maybe it is. Is Sean Connery in that movie with Al Capone? We'll say Untouchables. Uh, he is no, in that. Uh, yes, yeah, he is. That's okay. Gr- you mean with Kevin? Uh, not Kevin Spacey. I, Jesus. you know, oh, I know what you're Kevin talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Ab- absolutely. You know the scene. Go ahead. Do yeah. It. Oh, I'm trying to remember it's exactly something... word for word now. But uh, it, it's like, um, is it? Uh, they, they strike. They, they they send one of your men to the hospital. You send this to the morgue. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they use knives. We they, use guns. Yeah. Or something yeah. Like you that. bring a knife to uh, you, a fight. You bring a gun. They send one of yours to so the hospital. So my, you have that tattooed on your bicep, actually. Yeah. That's right. Well, and the reason that I bring that up, not only because it spoke to who I was in high school, but just to show you how far this went. There was, if I remember correctly, we were doing a segment in one of our classes about nonviolence, maybe Gandhi or Martin Luther King, and I did a presentation advocating for. <laughs> tell me this. And I and I used that line in my in my presentation. <laughs> this is no lie. Um, I don't serious, know. Man. I don't know what happened to me. Well, actually, I do know what happened to me. But my <laughs> wife actually made me a better person. Yeah, yeah. 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 You would oh, no. have been like a mob enforcer at this point. Probably. You would have been good at it. <laughs> I mean, those fat heels. Those fat heels go <laughs> those a long punches, way. Man. They'll take you places, Boom. but not the army. That's the other thing. You won't get picked in the draft. That's for flat that. heels, not fat heels. <laughs> flat footed. I mean, it's the same. You know, if they're fat enough, they're going to be flat, they're aren't sure. they? They'll be squished down. Your fat heels um, uh, sound effect sounds remarkably like a tennis ball shooting out of one of those. Um, <laughs> Well, tennis ball projector projectile thing. You know, they're called the tube. Dry habanero, I think they're called. Yeah, it's, a, it's, <laughs> like, it's like when a dry jalapeno comes out of a dry jalapeno popper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay, let's be honest. We're having Jeff on because he's about to uh, have his world rocked by a new baby, and he yeah. has no idea what's coming. You got that right. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you introduce yourself? Because we have done such a terrible job of doing that. <laughs> uh, my name is Jeff Deutsch, and I work with these two clowns, and I'm friends with, with both of them um, because I was forced to by working within their proximity, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Pay to play, like baby. Like everybody That's else right. we have on this show. Pay yeah. to play. No, I, and I've been really looking forward to doing this, especially since you guys kept bumping me. I thought you didn't want me on the show anymore. But This has been rescheduled 492 times. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah, I feel bad about that. It's actually a no, tactic we use with guests to really, like, get them in the zone and make sure they prep. You know, each time they prep a little bit more, and then by, like, the 400 or so uh, attempt at scheduling it, they're ready to come on. Yeah. And we know they're ready, you know? And yeah. I actually had to listen to an episode or two. That's true, which is <laughs> to- time technically to. torture <laughs> in some countries, actually. <laughs> be careful. That's true. That it's might be in contravention of the Geneva Convention. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, it, it's happening. And, yeah. you know, what I've been struck by, because, you know, uh, Jeff and I have talked a bunch about this. Uh, maybe not a bunch, but, you know, a good deal. Bit. At least once. Um, at least once. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I also remember some conversations with Jeff before he actually decided to have a baby, mm-hmm. you know, and like in that stage. Um, so I thought, you know, this would be fun to have him on because, and of course, we're going to have to have him on again right after because um, of the, like, to be par- parents to be that I've talked to, Jeff has been particularly... Uh, ignorant, um, blissfully <laughs> ignorant about what is coming, right? Would you, is that fair to say? Uh, uh, unequivocally <laughs> fair to say. So much so that I'd say I, I have made a very concerted effort uh, to basically take my, my state of sort of I guess I've, I've been rather sanguine about it um, and, and kind of like take my emotional state and surround it in a thick layer of almost like styrofoam packaging material. Mm, I love the visual. Dried jalapeno. And dried jalapeno, that's right. Um, to cushion me from from um, from the sort of like chaos and stress lead that I, I think a lot of people have leading up to uh, a child uh, being born um, and just stressing about all the little details um, and the big details as well. Yeah. Um, so uh, <clears throat> I decided pretty early on that I was, I, I was going to try to sort of not stress out uh, Except where, except when, and if I really need to. I'm, I, I really, I dig your your approach here because I feel like you're gonna you're gonna be very stressed out soon, as you yes. I think you understand. Uh, There's a storm coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, at least for me, you should talk about what what led you know what it was like just before the storm for you, Patrick. But you know, I definitely was getting more the anxious as it period. came. Yeah. 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 Um, and I even left work, but you know, a few days before because. Um, just the anxiety of like being close to Bethany, who is still working, yeah. and I wanted to be close to her and all that. And like, yeah, I remember being pretty anxious, but but it's in a way it is sort of wasted energy because like you're gonna need that energy soon, mm. right? Yeah, for me it was I, I kind of accidentally took a lot of time off because our first child was so late. Mm. So like my, my whole my whole plan had been to take PTO starting on the due date. And then you know, start leave when he actually came. But I was on PTO for like weeks because of that. Oh, so yeah, I actually had yeah. a lot of time where like all I was doing was like getting getting ready for him to come. Because but the thing is that by that point we already had everything in place. We right. had the nursery all set. We kind of yeah. knew what we were doing. We had the you know care schedule with parents coming and stuff like that. <clears throat> so then we just had like eleven days of just sort of like shitting around, going to restaurants, and, like waiting and be like, "This is it." Did this you is feel spicy food? Don't yeah. you also just feel this compulsion to keep like building stuff in your house? Yeah, like, I was like, "Why am I what? rebuilding yeah. this shoe stand?" I'm for just the gonna like time. add an. I'm gonna add a floor right now. Yeah. We are totally in that stage right now. We just had um, crown molding put in to the entire place. <laughs> Babies love that. That's really Babies important. You want to get that shit done before yeah. baby. If there's anything a baby loves, is crown it's molding. Crown molding and and like and we refinished a couple of ceilings. It was basically like all the stuff that to we've be been fair, like, they are only gonna be looking at ceilings yeah. that's true yeah. and when you while. when you're crying and screaming in agony you'll be looking at the ceiling usually <laughs> yeah like, petitioning you know god if you hopefully as god. opposed to the floor but thankfully yeah. i've got this crown molding up yeah, right, right. at least Damn, I, at least good. i got yeah. that at least there was a time i put crown molding on the ceiling <laughs> oh no we didn't do it <laughs> we paid someone to do it but but my point is like like over the past week our place has been just like in complete fucking disarray. It's been, you know, in the time when you're like, okay, we're, we're, we're turning it into, we're making it as comfortable as possible, getting everything set up. Nesting, I believe is the Nesting, term. exactly. Everything was taken over with, with, with like plaster dust and paint and just these like 12 foot long boards of crown molding. It's like, it's and like buckets full of lead, like yeah. ninja stars. Yeah, I was trying to. It's good prep though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just replace all that with toys and poop and right. you've got the baby. Right, but yeah. don't mix them up. 
Oh, that's a bad mm. combination. Don't play with that poop, especially because no. they put the toys in their mouth. As I, yes. as I've been told, I don't know. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, but yeah, I've um, I and I mean, I was being kind of sarcastic about like making a really concerted effort to try to remain oblivious. But I, I actually did sort of um, go into it like, hmm, okay, I, like the one thing I know everybody says. Everybody I know who's ever had a kid has said, yeah, you're you're never ready. You know, you try yeah. to be ready. You do all these things. You know, some people like reading a ton about it. I was like, I'm not reading shit. <laughs> people have been doing this for millennia. Um, I really, I, I know my wife is going to listen to this, uh, so she she might be might be uh, there might be steam coming out of her ears. But she's ripping out uh, the crown molding as we speak. I mean, there'd probably be steam coming out of her ears if you're talking to her at all, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, I I kind of was like. It was like, look, I, I'm, you know, I want to do all the right things. I want to make sure we have have everything in in the right place, and like we do a good job, you know, leading up to things. But, but basically, like, I didn't want to overdo things, and I didn't want to just stress myself out unnecessarily. If basically the equation is, you know, you're not going to be ready. You know, we're going to figure it out as we go, and that's yeah. sort of been my my whole. I mean, you kind of have to about it. You know, I mean, you have like access to food and water, right? Um, hopefully. Somewhat kind of access <laughs> yeah. food and water. You have yeah. like a space with walls and a ceiling on top of it. Yeah. We do have that. At the end of the day, and you have at least seven shotguns, right? That's the that's Steven Seagal's secret. Slightly shy of that. So okay, at but least I'm you have building a, up a half dozen, yeah. say half, half dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all you need, you yeah. know? Um, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm so so. You're slightly older than than I am. You're, you're, yeah. He's like what eighty. He's in his late nineties. Jeff close. is at Some, least one hundred and twenty yeah. years old. We've yeah. got to talk about that. He's three hundred. Yeah. I'm wondering. Do do you think that your uh, greater life experience may have factored into this? <laughs> That's a nice you're way of putting it. Old ass age. <laughs> <laughs> I, I See, think your voice sounds like a yeah. fucking job of the. I wish I could. Uh, do you think anyone's gotten a bad enough cold or like some kind of throat thing that their voice just permanently changed into that? I don't know. That'd be awesome. No, I, be... I used to go through winter with a with a different voice. <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah. winter, it's like a, it's like cats get thicker fur. Yeah, Jeff gets a different voice. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, why do you would sound like that? <laughs> We're just Welcome coming. to the office, everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's Jeff's winter voice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't bring a gun to a night fight. You know what I'm saying? And then when that's his voice exactly starts like. to change again, that's what it's like the groundhog, you know, it's that's, yes, that's right. how you know it's going to be an early spring. I have to believe, I, speaking of the groundhog, I have to share this because it's our turkey trot update, you know, that we yes. often do on the show. And I've been noticing, I don't know if this is another sign that like some, spring's coming soon, but I've been noticing the turkeys already. I saw mm. in the snow, I saw, which is baffling to me that they walk around in the snow, but I saw their They're very resilient. Huge. Oh, they are. Annoyingly so. Yeah. Uh, they're huge, you know, feet prints in the snow. And then I was driving today, and like they often do, you know, I, I, there was a car in front of me that was going wicked slow, and I was so annoyed. And then, of oh. course, I see why, because right in front of them, there's a turkey just standing there yep. in the middle of the road and just, like, kind of opening its mouth, like, trying to talk, but nobody's listening. Um, and Turkeys so awesome. I'm going to take that as a sign that spring's coming. I but, saw t- on the train this morning... I I was like horrified. There was a line of maybe thirty turkeys walking alongside the train tracks. One mm. of them was thirty, was, uh, maybe seven. It was a lot. We'll <laughs> but say. they're walking along the tra- walking along the train tracks. Yeah, it was at least a hundred. Is this like two. like hobos? They have the thing behind them. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whistling to themselves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was like a big string of hitchhiking turkeys alongside the side of the train. They were enormous. I mean, I was on a double decker train car. Right, I was on the top mm-hmm. floor of the Hyundai double decker train. 
Is that true, Hyundai? Yeah, they manufacture those. Did you just make that up? No, look at the plate in the front of the thing. <laughs> it's a Hyundai. It. It's, a, actually it's the Elantra. Yeah. made from dry. At least they nine read it and there were nine. This is infographic. But they were so big. I was on the second floor of this thing. So I was maybe like, say, 18 feet in the air, moving at a blistering rate of at least one mile per hour because this is the MBTA. And there were turkeys that were large enough that I saw them in detail, and I was able to like look at the pack. Because I was thinking, I'm going to be on the show contact? today. No, God, no, I would never do that. <laughs> never. But one of them was doing a mating display. Oh yeah, alongside Already. the train tracks. See, I'm like, is spring. he trying to fuck a train? That's <clears throat> spring behavior. That is spring. Wait, Classic right, spring. Pause for a minute. They Can get you all please horny. Do do this for me because it's going to sound awesome. The sound effect of the train hitting all nine of those turkeys. Ready? Go. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Everything works with that sound. Anyway, Jeff. So yeah. do you think that partly it's because of, because you have a little more life experience? And I'm also wondering, you know, you, you waited a little bit longer to have yeah, kids than we did. definitely. Um, and do you think this factors into that decision process at all? What's what's some of the base? Basically, you're old. Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So what it's like being old is, um, I'm, how can I put this delicately? You stop giving a shit about a lot of stuff in my experience. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, I mean, I, I don't want to generalize too much, but for me, like, the older I've gotten, the more... I think generally kind of sanguine and calm I've, I've been about certain things that used to rattle me. I still I 10 years a, ago you would have been you handled this differently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What I would have been. What about five years ago? Um, probably maybe a little bit differently. What about um, three years ago? No, about, like, about <laughs> the same, about the same. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that um, like I'm somebody who actually like there are there are things that I get totally unnecessarily worked up about, but I used to like about a things. lot more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every meeting I'm in with you. Yeah, <laughs> things that I see as an injustice primarily. Yeah. Um, however small a, that injustice, a font size that's too small. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right, the wrong. Morally say deviant. He's, a, he's our design manager here. Yeah, so. yeah. Right, the wrong. You do have to write the wrong. The right, the wrong of the of the ill-suited font size. You sizes. are like the typical old man on the rocking chair complaining about the state yeah, of the world. Yeah, I'm I'm the get off my lawn guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, in a big way. Um, and uh, so much so that actually there was uh, there was um, before uh, my wife and I were married uh, when we were dating. There's one evening that um, curb your enthusiasm was on, and it's uh, it's on in the background. I'm like brushing my teeth, getting ready for bed. We're over at her apartment, and I don't remember what it was that Larry David said, but he said something that was like I stopped dead in my tracks, and I was like, that is that like crystallizes who I am and <laughs> and what I say and how I how I do things and and I came out and it was like toothbrush in my mouth and I go oh my god honey I just realized and she goes what and I go I'm gonna be Larry David when I get older <laughs> and she like slowly turns to me and she goes when you get older, you're Larry David now. <laughs> she looks at like, you as you just—you've got the toothbrush yeah. on your yeah, mouth. Yeah. You're, you're drooling toothpaste. <laughs> your, your toupee is falling off, yeah. <laughs> blowing in the wind. Yeah. And she's just shaking her head. She jokes about it, but it, it's true. I'm totally like there. There is a part of me that is very much a, like a grumpy old man. Yeah. Um, we should be clear. You're not actually an old man. <laughs> you're, 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 you're barely older than we are. I'm 44. For people who aren't watching this, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're very much in our generation. But you very to much be fair, you look younger than that. I'll give you. You look like a six-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, I've I um, it's the skin products. That's the <laughs> it's the olive oil. You just drench yourself. Yeah, you know Terrence. Uh, you know Terrence Howard. I don't know Terrence Howard. He's the guy. He's on Empire. He was in uh, Crash. Oh, he's been yes, a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Of course, well, I want to see where this is going. So he was on. He was a guest on a show a long time ago when he was more relevant than he has been lately. And yeah, he's true. he's crazy, by the way. He oh actually, really? Yeah. He has these like insane conspiracy theories. I, it, 
Oh, Steven Seagal and Terrence Howard should open a Same. show that we cannot watch together. A reality oh. show. A reality show of just that's just bonkers. But he was on a show and he was talking about his skincare routine because he does have immaculate huh. skin. You know, say what you will about Terrence Howard. That guy's say got a great, will. got a great pores. You know, very radiant. And uh, and he was saying he, I I, I want to do an impression of him, but I, I I'm not going to because it'll come across maybe <laughs> racially insensitive. And also I can't remember his voice. But he was talking about I how he either. he puts olive oil on his skin throughout the day. Oh. To the point where he's going through bottles of olive oil every week, of extra virgin olive oil. Are you saying you don't do that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a thing? No. Do people put thinking. olive oil? Because he, he made it sound like he was basting himself. I do I do coconut oil in the morning. No, you don't. I swear no, you to don't, you. No, you don't, Abdullah. Well, it, this is never a thing that I would have, like, I'm, I'm not saying this because I'm ashamed at all, but I never would have, like, done this on my own. But it's something that Bethany uses. Like a bucket of coconut oil. A vat of coconut yeah, no. oil. It's just coconut oil, apparently, actually, what they said is it's way overhyped in terms of eating it. Like, it's actually not good for you. Yeah. But for skin, apparently, it's got a ton of, like, you know, it, 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 there's, like, a little bit of, um, uh, what's it called when something blocks the sun? Sunscreen? Yeah, it's got, no, UVA, but what, yeah, UVD thank you. Protection. It's got some UV protection. And uh, and it's supposed to be good for other reasons. It's hypoallergenic? There you go. See, you know. Yeah. Is it real? Comedogenic? Is it? Sure. I always say comedogenic. Is it comedogenic? I like to say comedogenic because it sounds like it's comedy. Larry yeah, David. It yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit of comedogenic. Can you so, do a Larry David impression? I don't know if I can. you got to get the hands I've up, always, right? I've always... Got to put his hands. I was always really good at doing impressions growing up, like really good at oh, them. Oh, you were you were good. Yeah, you're known you, as the impression you're still master. Good, yeah, oh, really? this is, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do a Larry <laughs> David impersonation. <laughs> That's good. I mean, we only did one episode. I can't do thirteen of these. What are you talking about? <laughs> totally just blasted <laughs> the audio levels for all of that. People oh, can get in a no. Car it's gonna accident. sound great. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. awesome. I yeah, love it. Good. So I should scream a lot more. Yeah, yes. Just scream. That okay. was like, that was like, uh, actually, this happened. Now that I say this, <laughs> I was going to say Bernie Sanders doing a Larry David impression. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 but it happened the alternative, yeah. right? Universal healthcare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you know I saw Larry David once uh, here in Boston? Just out in the open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was he doing? He was so out on the street was, asking for money. I John punches his so tooth it's out. Actually, it's funny because <laughs> my wife is. You're punching my un- tooth. <laughs> my wife is unbelievably good at recognizing people. Like, she's gifted at it. Yeah, like seriously, like, like she her can, facial recognition algorithms are superior. Not even beyond and she married that, you. she can see like the. Co- <laughs> Shut up, Abdullah. Sorry, she can see <laughs> the, like like the upper corner of someone's head and recognize them. Whoa. Really, and she's right. She can. Is she it's a unbelievable. <laughs> Maybe she, she's like she Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator in that, Two. Right yeah, there is. Forget about AI. No, they, have they just studied for it now. her they, brain. <laughs> Imagine, will, I, John, know. every single fucking episode, John has to bring up AI. AI I don't know what is course. up with He's this shit. With it. I mean, it's interesting, but it's like I'm every single it. episode, it's like, do you think AI can watch my children? I'm just going like, to say this. You and everybody listening, you're going to, in like 10 years, you're going to be like, oh yeah, John said that's all happening. Well, we're going to be, we're going to be like, oh yes, John said that was <laughs> happening from my robotic portal. <laughs> Karina's brain is superior. Do, do the Henry sound again. Yeah! <laughs> That's good. So now, uh, so let's talk a little bit about your wife, how you yeah. guys met. Yeah. So uh, so what's your background? How'd you, how'd you guys come into contact with each other? We actually met on Match. Did you really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was uh, about 10 years ago. Okay. Um, and we met on Match, and I remember uh, her profile was really funny uh, and a little bit self, self-deprecating, self but only slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like... I'm a terrible idiot 
date me. No, no. I'm she's looking for said, a terrible idiot. She was yeah. um, <laughs> a descendant of a long... So she's she's Mexican, um, mm-hmm. and she made a comment that was basically about like being... Um, you know, descended from a long line of um, like uh, Mexican maids, um, <laughs> but 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 her mother has always worked in like both of her parents have always worked in the you know, hotel industry. So it wasn't just like a and joke. So, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like it was both a joke, but she was right, was right, not right, joking. Right, and right. Um, that's um, how you knew the, I, that humor. That's awesome. I have to tell you that. Can I tell you a story about like what might have been the moment that I was like, "This is the person I have yeah, to marry." Yeah, go ahead. So. Um, a number of years ago, we used to like I used to get people together at work to go out for drinks and stuff, and um, and um, there was one day that like she was coming uh, to meet us, and um, so a bunch of us were going over, and she was meeting us there, and this was early enough on that like she had met a few people that I work with, but not everybody, and there's a, a guy who came out who was probably the funniest person in the office, David King. If you oh yeah, remember David? Mm-hmm. God bless him. Yep. Um, and you know, very, just very, sar- very uh, sarcastic. Yeah, the not not just winging at humor. Like he, he, sinister, he, that's the he word. had sinister. control over his humor yes. reflex. It wasn't just spontaneous screaming like this podcast. No, yeah. no, it was like it was very funny. Thought was out plotting, <laughs> yes. and like in wicked, not in the Massachusetts sense, but right. wicked as in like like genuinely like malevolent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just the one of the sharpest senses of humor I, I've ever encountered. Yeah. Um, but he uh, and he came out and he, you know, didn't typically, but once in a while he came out and um, and uh, and we meet my wife there. And, you know, she comes up to me and we're chatting and she's it's clear that she knows a couple of the other people there. And so David hadn't met her and and I hadn't said anything about like, oh, you know, this woman I'm dating is going to be there or anything or my, you know, my girlfriend. And um, so he introduces himself. He's like, oh, hi, um, um, I uh I'm David. And she goes, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Uh, I'm Karina. And he says, oh, do you work at Oxfam? And not a split-second hesitation. She 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 looks at him and goes, no, I clean the offices after you guys leave. <laughs> and, and he, like, recoils oh and goes, God. oh, my God, you're inappropriate. I like you. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is the woman I have to marry. <laughs> yeah, right. She was like, boom, like, on it. And there's no better person you could have made that joke to yeah, than yeah. David. Oh, spot you on. Know? It was just, it was, it was so good. I, pe- so I feel good. like you needed to have a gavel in your hand and be, and be like, sold! <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, what made you guys want to have a kid? Well, when we met... You're assuming something then. That's true. Uh, what was, yeah, well, yeah. Presumptuous I mean, of you, Patrick. Was this uh, an act of aggression? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to no, unleash our child in the world. Planned. This it's was planned. Like, this was planned, yeah. and it was something that we both wanted. Long-term strategy. Yeah. Five-year plan, ten-year plan. When yeah, did you convince me? <laughs> when did she convince yeah. me? No, so the funny thing is, I, I mean, when we met, we both were like, you know, we talked about it. We were like, yeah, yeah, you know, we, we want to have kids. Neither of us was, was like, I want a kid in five years, and, like, that's my plan. And, and neither of us was like... It is a kid, or I'm moving on. I don't want to mm-hmm. waste my time with you. It was like, yeah, we 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 both yeah, want sure. kids. Why not? Know? Sure, yeah, exactly. Um, and then as we were, you know, um, uh, as we got you know more serious and eventually got married, we were we were in a stage eventually of sort of like, mm, uh, maybe not, maybe not. I mean, and part of that honestly was seeing a lot of our friends have kids horror and, stories well well looking at them and being like no, i mean honestly i did take no offense but i was like 
man, that is not the life I want. <laughs> that's, um, I think this podcast probably pr- plays that role in many people's lives. From life. what yeah. I understand. Yeah. The- yeah! <laughs> well, ju- I, I mean, you know, what What you see is... Kills me every time. <laughs> I was just about to say, from what I understand, our, our uh, rate, our batting average for uh, pregnant... Oh, speak. <laughs> well, we did a listener what, survey what once. and when a condom has like a 99%, you know, <laughs> what is that called? Uh, effective rate? Effective rate. Yeah. I believe we're right up there. I think we're thinking, you know, <laughs> do you know more non-parents listen to the show than parents? We did like a listener survey yeah. and it was like by a, like very few people who actually and have And none of children. them are going to have kids because now. Yeah, they're like, this is a show like, about Why do I want to listen to kids talking about the struggles and yeah. I suppose the joys of having kids <laughs> right. when I'm not experiencing it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So what, right. so what happened? What happened? How did you make that, you know, we'll make the levees break. Uh, it was just a weird way to put it. Actually, you know, um, we both. What was so interesting is that we were both really sort of like on the same page throughout. It's like we were both like, yeah, you know, like we want to have kids, and then we both kind of were like, mm, maybe not. And mm-hmm. and you know, we had these ideas of like what our life long term would be like, and like, you know, I think our pictures didn't. I don't want to speak for her, but for myself, like, there wasn't necessarily a kid in that picture. Yeah, it was like. You know, me and my wife, and eventually, someday, hopefully, retiring uh, in Mexico. Describe um, that movie scene. You, you, you guys had that. You know, it was a fade out, and it was like you guys just imagining what's the sound effect that it would do. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's you, and you're, you're, you know, you're eighty or something. What is that scene? No, Maybe it was really. To, to be honest, like the vision, the vision of it was like we're basically the same age we are now, <laughs> but somehow we don't yacht. have to have jobs <laughs> and yeah. we live in tropical paradise. Yeah, yeah. And I don't see what the problem with that. And you but, gave all that up? Why? I don't have a good answer for that, John. <laughs> um, but we did accident, agree to give it? that up. He's trying to be nice. It was an accident. It, no, uh, it was <laughs> one an accident. drunken night. You are late. very lucky that it sincerely wasn't an accident, oh, and that I haven't been lying about it. <laughs> that would have been deeply offensive. That would have been troubling. Um, we would have had to stop recording. Dried jalapenos. Yeah. John's like, why has Jeff not spoken to me in like three weeks? <laughs> I'd be the one losing a tooth after this. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. Um, no, but, you know, I, eventually I think we both just kind of like changed our minds back. There, for me, there was honestly, though, there was one like pivotal moment and mm. pivotal conversation. It was with my father. And um, and he wasn't he didn't tell me anything that I didn't already know. He didn't say anything that I wasn't pretty much aware of. It was there was just something in hearing him say it and articulate it so clearly about his experience for himself and what having kids meant for himself that was just sort of I don't know that just it was like I don't know it just clicked Mm. and it was you know my dad um, my dad retired a a few years ago and um, he's an attorney Uh, he's been at the he was at the same law firm from the moment he came out of law school to retiring Um, and five years yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard very uh, Actually, a year shy of forty years. Wow, right, I think it's a goddamn right. good run. At seventy-five um, was when he started, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Um, so um, anyway, so you know, we were having dinner. Um, we usually try to have dinner, you know, uh, you know, a few times, a couple times a month or so. What were you eating? Um, I remember where we were. Dried helping. I'm just kidding. I, you don't I have can, to indulge that detail. Oh yeah. I will say we were at a seafood restaurant. Caviar. In Boston. 
Close. On a horseback. Just a bucket of caviar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smoking Cuban cigars. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and a bottle of Dom Perignon. <laughs> um, so, uh, but he, he basically said, I mean, uh, not word for word, but, but essentially what he, he said was like, you know, having kids was, to him, the most important and the greatest thing he's done his whole life. Yeah. And that if he hadn't had kids, he thinks that looking back, and he wasn't saying this as like prescriptive as like, what is life worth if you don't have kids? But You're for him, honest, yeah. yeah, for him, he thinks he would look back at life and say like, yeah, there are these, you know, I had a good life. I did all these great things, but, but, but nothing would have been that important. Mm. Nothing would have been, you know, uh, nothing would have met that level of, of what makes him feel fulfilled, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like his life has had, had meaning, not necessarily, you know, cosmic meaning, right. but like meaning to him um, and what's meaningful to him. Um, and, I, you know, this is, again, it wasn't like this was some new idea to me or anything. This is like a common idea. Um, but it was just something in hearing, you know, my father talk about of it. Of course. And hearing him say That's it. Deep. That, like, that really clicked with me. And, and Karina, the name of my wife, um, when, uh, you know, I was talking with, with Karina, she was like, that was, you know, like, that was the night. Like, the night you came home from dinner, that was a change. Yeah, for, Did you just immediately yeah. call Karina after that conversation? You're like, let's like, get the wine. <laughs> you're like, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Make the room hey, up. baby. Yeah, let's, my dad like, and I just talked. <laughs> it was a rose petal. Turn down the lights, girl. Path to the door. We're going to have fun. <laughs> that's not how it works in my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's actually, um, that's profound, though. I mean... Uh, how did you? How do you feel hearing that, Patrick? In terms of it's beautiful. I think I'm th- I'm I'm thinking in my own life there that I've had that same experience mm-hmm. a lot where I've been talking to your dad. No, where I've I've been sitting there <laughs> like hearing weird. something that I've heard. I'd not be talking to my wife. That's for damn. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Set the lights. Somebody else getting their teeth punched out. <laughs> I've been I've been hearing the same thing over and over again, and for some reason, because of where I am in my life and the culmination of experiences at that point in time, mm-hmm. it suddenly resonates differently. You know. And being being a father, I've had I have moments like that all the time where these things that people are like, oh, you'll know when you have kids someday, and I'm always like, oh, yeah, I get it. I know. And then, how you, and then you do, that. and you're like, whoa, I I see what they're. It's talking so true. About. It's so annoying and so this true. Is the, it is. This is the thing that I'm like. So I feel like deciding to have a kid is like, like by leaps and bounds, the biggest leap of faith I've ever taken in my life about anything, because. You know, what I think what prevented me from saying, yes, I want kids for a long time was like I know viscerally and deeply, um, to, at least to a certain extent, what I'm going to be missing. Like all the things that I take for granted now, the freedom I have, the the financial freedom that, that we have, like the idea of retiring to Mexico was like, yeah, we can do that early. If we don't have kids, we could retire early, get a place in Mexico and live the high life, right? Um, but like all the things that... I take well a lot of the things I take for granted in in terms of what my life is like, you know, I'm giving up a lot of that. And I've never and no one who has not had kids has ever experienced what's on the other side, right? Yeah, you yeah. just hear what people say and you know, and like the I don't mean to sound cynical, but like, you know, I've never been somebody who was like really drawn to kids. Um, and quite honestly, like I, you know, I question it for myself whether or not I want kids because I because I haven't been that way. I haven't been somebody who gets like super excited about kids. I mean, kids are cool, and sometimes I am really drawn yeah. to to them, depending on on the kid. But um, but I just haven't had that sort of draw the way that I know a lot of people do, or like that certainty of like, oh, I love kids. I know I want kids. Or, um, and so, like, 
the idea. So, like, I'm, I, what I feel is, is sort of like I'm, I'm basically trace, tr- like placing my trust in like. Well, I, everybody says it's it's you know totally different and you never experienced anything like that. And um, and I mean jokingly, but only half jokingly. I'm I, what I say to people is like, yeah, I hope that's true, <laughs> like because I know what I'm giving up, man. <laughs> and. Um, and uh, you know, there. To be totally honest, there is a, a, a little part of me that's like, I hope that's true. I, re- I really yeah, hope that's yeah. true, um, and I'm sure it is. But um, but that's what I mean about that sort of leap of faith. Is it's like I'm, I, you know, you're basically deciding, okay, all this stuff is going to go away, and I haven't experienced all the good that that you know that there is to experience and that people say that there is to experience. So I so appreciate though, the thought that you've put into this in terms of, uh, not just having it be the default mode, you know, when you met your wife and like the idea that both of you wanted kids, but it also wasn't something that you felt like you had to fall into this, like, all right, it's the yeah. plan within the next five years and this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And you really, you know, it's not like you researched it, right? <clears throat> it's yeah. not like you necessarily embarked on this whole thing of like making a decision, but you sort of like arrived at it from a place of experiencing some life and f- figuring out what's meaningful to you. And then, you know, a conversation like that with, with your dad, like you said, you already knew that, right? But it was yeah. hearing it again and maybe having it reflected back to you in that way that things clicked. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of parents, you know, there's some that actually do have accidental situation, which is a whole other category. But yeah, there's also sure. a lot of people who do just like go into it thinking like this is the next step for me. And there's never like uh, – a moment where they consider, like, is this right for me? Or, like, you know, is this going to bring me what I want in life? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking <clears throat> my voice in general. like Melissa Etheridge right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come over. Does he sound like that? Come to my yeah. window. Oh, man. It's gone now. <laughs> the frog went away, though. So next time it comes back, I'll start singing. It's still there. It is? Totally come there. to my window. <laughs> That's not bad. That's good. Yeah, it's right, great. Good. good. So anyway, I feel like I know I'm generalizing here, but I just I think we often go through the life stages with a certain idea or a default mode, I'll say, you know, and I appreciate that you've arrived at this from a different place, a thoughtful one. And, uh, you know, you might hate it, but, hey, you're going to have to stick with it at that point. <laughs> I mean, you know, I we're like all just it's telling you it's going to be amazing because – or that it's amazing for us because that's the only option we have at this point. <laughs> it's a survival just mechanism. A yeah. just it's lie. great. If Trust I me. Say it repeatedly enough. Come on inside. I'll convince myself to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, have you met anybody who's regretted having kids? I'm, I'm actually thinking. Um not that I can think of. Is anyone honest enough to do that, though? You I, know think, I, mean? I, I know people I, who would be honest yeah? enough to do that. No, yeah. you know what? I Thinking about it, yeah. You have. They never said it. They never but, said but it, it was, but there are people but it was clear. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Absolutely. What made you think it was clear? Um, the way that... Uh, the way and, to some extent, the frequency with which they'd say, uh, they'd say something that... I, I heard more negative than than positive. I didn't hear a lot positive. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know when like there's people you know with a sort of eye roll you know complaining about or like the stresses around having mm-hmm. kids, but but there was a almost a different level of sort of cuttingness. Mm, yeah. Um, okay. To to you know not denigrating their child. Yeah. 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 But um, but you know you, you, sometimes 
you can it, you just sense that there's a difference between when somebody's like you know tired or worn out or letting off steam and whether it's about about having kids or anything else mm-hmm. and when it's like mm, yeah there's something, there's something more something there yeah there. I know I see what you're saying um, and and I guess the only thing I could say is I it, I really sense like wow yeah I think there's there's more there and I yeah think, yeah cool because it is funny how you know I mean you hear us complain all the time on this show in different ways but uh, but we kind of love the complaining too. Right, yeah. it's like a it's it's part of the fun. You it know? is, it is. The thing yeah. with kids that I would say is that on a micro level, it's always frustrating. Yeah, right. It's like always annoying. Like there, there's like it, the the day to day reality of having children is there are always things to consider that you wouldn't have had to consider otherwise. Right. You're always dealing with something. You're yep. always having to like save money up for something you didn't anticipate. There are always there's this whole cavalcade of daily uh, you know micro annoyances that happen. Right. The macro though is so incredibly more special than that that it just makes it so that the the micro uh, annoyances can be very funny actually. Yeah. If you and I, I think <laughs> well yeah that's why this show exists basically. Well and I think a big a big part to me of managing the the frustration has been keeping an eye on the on the fundamental beauty and funniness of the human condition, mm. right? That like that that every day, no you goddamn ev- artist. Everybody like wakes up over here. That everybody <laughs> right. That everybody wakes up in the morning having no clue what their day will be or how they will deal with it. But we all do, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the friction and I, part of why I think you're going to be a great parent, other than I think just knowing you, you'll be a great dad. I think is because of the way that you and Karina handled the reality of having kids, which is you were never fighting about it. There was never a friction about like, oh, I need children. I Someone don't pressure the other person right. into yeah. it. Yeah. Because any good relationship depends on that, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you can have different opinions about things, but you have to have a level of respect and flexibility for the other person's opinion that you don't worry about it constantly eroding your own stake in the marriage. And like you know, yeah. So like Micah and I don't agree about everything, but we but we allow respect for each other's you know argument, and we and we'll allow it you know to sort of evolve to another opinion that actually better suits what our actual like you know relationship needs mm-hmm. to happen next a lot of decisions come out of that of like talking through it and sort of figuring it out and then and then we're like okay we're ready you know and you can't let and, the kids crack that open <laughs> you can't united, united front. front yes exactly but what I think you've done really well with Karina and, and everything and especially in this decision is, you, is you've allowed things to happen without feeling like you have to control every single process to yeah. be perfect because if there's one thing that I've learned from having children it's that poop is disgusting and it's also that um, we have no control. That's we have no that's, control. That is like of the things that I, I guess, sort of worry or or, or wonder about, or um, the things that not giving me reservation, like oh maybe this isn't the right decision, but just the things that I'm like oh this is going to be really hard for me mm-hmm. are is that like I uh, like control and like like I'm a, like I'm a, I'm a busybody and a little bit of a neat freak. You know, and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> see you later. Yeah. See, I would, control, need I would, this I would the modify window, right? the control thing, and this is for me. You know, I'm not saying how you feel about it, um, but you're wrong. No, <laughs> I modify the control thing in that we control ourselves and we control the way that we approach it. And I think in that yeah. there is some level of uh, influence or authority or whatever word you want to insert there, but. I think I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I think it comes up in this show all the time, that we have so much less control than we think we have going mm-hmm. into parenting. And I also appreciate that about 
uh, about Jeff in that you're not going into this thinking you're just going to like plan all this stuff and read anything and <laughs> quite the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Literally do just yeah. like literally anything nothing. beyond putting nothing. pants on I and mean, walking out the door. You might want to yeah. take it a step above and read a little bit, but that's okay. What's a child? We'll work on that. But but the idea that you can control everything, yeah, you should just throw it out the window. Yeah, but let, I think, let me let me let me clarify. It's it's not so when I there 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 are also types of control, right? Yeah. There's the controls that we exercise over our everyday lives, which which are, although they may be illusory, are real. Like you know, we do we do have some degree of control over the things that we do on a day-to-day basis but on a much deeper level we don't have i, I really don't think we well, have what I meant actual by, control yeah but what i meant even about our self-control is yeah. that the way we've talked about this on the show too the way that we respond to these situations right when we're really frustrated when we have these difficult situations mm-hmm. we control we do how we deal with that right and we also control our state of mind and things that i i would challenge you know more of us to stop and think about like we actually have control over how we frame situation. It comes back to our joy episode as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, not to be annoying about this, but I feel like, you know, we have more control than we think in terms of how we um, react to things and how yes. we deal with parenting. That's, okay, so, so that's valid. What we bring to it. That's you know what valid. I mean? So, so, what, so what I mean more is we don't have control over the chaos that is life, but we have control <laughs> yeah. over the way we choose to interpret it. So that, that's, yeah, what, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So part of why I think yeah. you and Karina are so cut out for this is because you haven't tried to control the paths of your lives. You've allowed it to happen and you've reacted and now you feel ready and you're going forward with it. Yeah. And, and having a kid to me was great. Like you, know, um, like, you know, I have a big interest in design and stuff like that. And, yeah. and I, I really curated our living space for years and like our furniture was very specific and it was very thought out and 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 when we first had a child it was a huge stressor for me because i was always worried about our living space being just subsumed by the realities of having having a child shitting on things and you know getting having to make it safer for them and things like that and then and then i but it's something that i needed to learn which was that i don't have as much control over my Mm. life as i thought that i did and that was actually one of the best lessons i've ever learned but do you not think that life is more pleasant if you can just skate through not having to learn those (laughs) hard lessons (laughs) hard ways. I mean... That's it, though. You know, you you and I talked about this, Jeff, in terms of the yourself and the maybe the liberating aspect to this that isn't necessarily as intuitive, but there is something liberating about your world being, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about you to some, to some extent right now. Like, you have people you care I'm about. I'm all id. Yeah. I am all id. <laughs> I mean, so I don't I think that's actually true, but, you know, you have <laughs> a Lizard wife. Brain, Lizard brain Deutsch over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, we, you know, we also all work for an organization that's trying to help, you know, yeah. create change in the world. So, like, obviously, we have got some empathy going on there. But at the end of the day, your experience of your world is all, you know, it's focused on you. And there's something kind of beautiful that happens, at least in my experience, and having kids in that suddenly – that you, the id, becomes so much less important yeah. and, and less uh, needy, you know? It's yeah. like, you know, I told you this this comment the other day. I, I actually, I, I'm someone who always have been, you know, I remember we talked on our eating episode, <laughs> I, I Live to Eat, and uh, I get <laughs> yeah. so much enjoyment. Oh, my God, yeah, John's immortal words, there's two types of people <laughs> in the world. I'm like, as soon as somebody says there's two types of people in the world, I'm like, you are <laughs> going to be wrong about what you're, you're about gonna to say. You're going to be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> those, and then his, it was those who eat to live and those who live to eat. Yeah. So, so I'm, I was like, I'm a live to eat. Right. But but now that I have kids, I get more enjoyment like seeing them eat, which is a little creepy because I just watch them, you know, right. just and, like, and just drool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's just like so satisfying to know that you're. I mean, that's like such a concrete, tangible example of you know sustaining another life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's just it's awesome because suddenly meaning in your life expands beyond just you, and I think that maybe is an aspect of what your dad's getting at too, and that. Yeah. Um, the sort of spectrum there of meaning in life, it just opens up in ways that you just can't even 
begin to fathom, I think. And I, I, it, from what you've described of it and that example I, that you cite there is, I, I think you're right. Like, it, it can't fathom it because I, as you described <laughs> that, I was like, no, I mean, I, I know what it's like to enjoy eating the food, putting it in my <laughs> pie hole. What do you, what do you mean? It's satisfying to see someone else eat. I, know. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm you know, I, being I facetious, have, but, yeah. but, but you like can't to picture experience it, it at, at, at that kind of level oh, at totally. what you're talking about yeah. it, of like, like it's it's actually you experience a great joy from, yeah. from that. And know? it's a crazy feeling and it's a yeah. good feeling. It, yeah. re- it really is a good feeling. But all of it, it goes hand in hand, like you said, you know, the frustration, the daily. I, f- I feel like with the micro, too, there's both there. Like, there's the, you know, day-to-day frustration and all that. And then there's these, like, random moments where you're just like, you know. Uh, yesterday, I was just like, uh, we were playing, you know, with the kids after work. And I, usually I'm, like, tired and I want to just, like, make dinner and, you know, get on with it so I can go to sleep. <laughs> um, which, you know, is not bringing my full self there. He goes to bed at 7 o'clock. Um, I do go to bed at 7, yeah. So, yeah, um correct. So in this moment, though, we were, we were playing, and, and Grace is just like, you know, I think she was, like, lying down um, in that, like, adorable, you know, stage where they're on their belly, just, like, with their hands beneath their <laughs> right. shin reading a book or something. The classic yeah. Nor- Norman Rockwell scenario. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, like, this is it. You know, this is, like, this is an amazing moment in life that is just a totally random, you know, it's not a big planned event. She's not graduating some, you know, school or some big moment. It's just, like a kid reading and you can just like get on your stomach too and read with them or do something you know yeah. that just has no meaning outwardly or, or on its surface but is so meaningful at a deeper level you know yeah oh yeah like there were, awesome. I had a moment like that the other night where they were laying in bed together the two boys because Jude had invited Henry to sleep in his bed because he was having problems sleeping uh, and I was laying there too because I just finished reading to them and uh, and they and they both had fallen asleep while I was reading because apparently I wasn't good enough at my reading performance <laughs> And I was just sort of like lying there with this in this sort of half light of the room, and I saw their heads, and I saw how the shapes of their heads mirrored each other, and they mm. both had this sort of this like this like round head shape because their facial features are sort of different, but like there were but yeah, it was like they really look like brothers, yeah, and they they're like my those are my kids, and like yeah. they are already they trust each other enough to like fall asleep next oh. to each other, yeah. And I was sitting there thinking like, oh my god, I'm so lucky, yeah, that I get to see this image in my lifetime. That I've gotten to fall asleep next to my boys, you know, my boys um, next to next to the boys. <laughs> and it really is. You know, just moments. all this and just puking. Yeah. He's like, no, oh. no. You know it. So <laughs> moments that take your breath away. Like I'm going to say something that you guys are going to laugh or roll your eyes out. And everyone who hears this, and everyone who hears that, I said anything There's millions about of people this listening. is going th- to think it's, it's idiotic. But biggest listener. <laughs> well, then I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, but so like you guys, I think probably both know that like i'm i'm really into animals i, I love animals um i have a pet we you know my friend i have a, have a cat and no i'm not about to compare having a having a pet to having a if child you use the fur baby word <laughs> no nope, nope um but like just in, in, in through my life and having like pets um there's bit like having a lot a life form dependent on you. Like this is obviously having a, a you know your own child, your own <laughs> frankly offspring dependent yeah. on you, and and what you foster in them is, is at a whole different level. But like by extension, you know, having grown up with and having currently like <laughs> a life form that I take care oh, totally, of, totally, yeah. And it, you know, I can conceptually imagine you know that multiplied exponentially. Um, I think that's it right there. But, yeah, I mean, I think you're right to draw the comparison because it's like the closest you're coming so far. Yeah, and uh, you know, it is that exponential growth thing. 
Um, and, and it's not just like terrible. Oh, oh, I've got you an know, exponential the, growth on my face. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's not just like oh, you know, the cats, whatever. Cats are cute, and you know. Oh blah. no, no, so no! It's a, much but more it's than like, that. Like I, and it's funny because my wife and I have talked about this, and you know, and she jokes. She, well, she's not joking. She's like, you know, the cat goes to the bottom of the totem, sure totem does. pole, and you know, I, and I know that. But like, we sort of danced around the idea, like our. our our cat is a very attention needy cat, like mm-hmm. big time, and and I'm a little bit sort of like, ooh, how's that gonna go? Like he's gonna get a lot less, you know. And um, but there's even just with you know a cat, I'm like, no, we we made a commitment when we adopted a being, <laughs> a non-human being, to you know provide it certain things and stick with it. And I'm I'm sort of like vigilant about, you know, we wouldn't unless the cat is like attacking our child, we wouldn't give it up. We would right. like, um. I forget where I was going with that, but um, no, it's just yeah, it's it, it's trying to wrap commitment. your head around the, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the, the sense of of a commitment and um, and it's not just about it being like oh this cute thing, but there's like right. yeah, there's there's a sense of the other uh, other beings' needs and, and the reality of their vulnerability, which to me is yes, a big exactly. thing too. That uh, yes, exactly. Vulnerability. Consist, exactly, the vulnerability thing is consistently something that I'm like I didn't think about that before having kids, but having somebody truly actually reliant on you, not just for the basics, but like for how to like navigate life as a human. Mm-hmm. It's a big, it's a big deal. Like this, right? this yeah. sort of consistent having to teach somebody what you have learned and what you fucked up in your past. Yeah. Or how about how just the first few weeks that? keeping them alive? Just, you literally, know? just literally getting home safe. Making yeah. sure no and one like, touches oh, them. I hope I don't flu run hands. through a stoplight. I've, I've had a number of people talk talk about that drive home. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, oh, both yeah. times it was insane. It's surreal. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm probably going to be whipping down the burnouts. Like with your cat on your lap. <laughs> your cat's on your lap. I love you. <laughs> to, be like, clear, to be clear, his quality of life is going to go down dramatically. <laughs> yeah, that cat's going to hate that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like you know, like a, a good a good brief illustration as we close of this. J- just a few days ago, um, you know, I was uh, I, so getting out the door is really hard with mm. kids. As I'm sure you, he's you can, putting you it can lightly. Understand? It's, it's a nightmare. It's, a, it's like the worst because they slow down and it becomes really complicated, and you're running late to things, and you have to like buckle them in the seat or they'll like die. So you know, you have the to, like do a good job. Private Ryan opening scene on the beach. Yeah. That's it's that it's, about. it's that it's it's that um, it's intestines spilling out. People are firing machine guns Ever, at and, you, and the machine guns come up and they're like, because that's what they sound like. Um, but so like, yeah, I think that's like a the sound of a, like a grenade launcher. It's like an M seventy nine grenade. I'd launcher. go with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually works. The mortar. It's a mortar. A mortar. There we go. Yeah, artillery. Oh, yeah. Artillery. which is similarly just like getting kids in the car. Um, so we're driving. You know, it's a Saturday morning. Jude has karate on Saturday mornings, and we're driving to the karate class. Um, and it's been like such a pain in the ass getting him out the door, getting his belt tied correctly, getting his like you know his stuff on, and we're like I'm like racing because I don't want him to be the last one because I have all of these you know needs empathetically from him. I, I don't want him to walk out late and be embarrassed. You know I want him to have time to feel comfortable, get his shoes off. So like I'm also stressing out on his behalf because at the end of the day it doesn't actually matter for me if we get there five minutes late. But you know right. But I'm feeling a lot of stress for him and I, I want him to feel comfortable. But I'm also angry at him because he's going so slowly and he's like throwing a fit because he left his Game Boy. And I'm like it's a ten minute drive. You don't need your Game Boy. So and it's this whole thing. And I'm like racing out the door and it's freaking snowing. And then we get there and like and he gets out on the floor and then for the next half hour of my life I'm sitting there enraptured by watching this little kid be himself in front of other people and uh. answer the questions and do his key eyes proudly and mm. do a f- sidekicks into things and I'm like 
That's my son, you know? And he's going to kick my ass in and about he's five gonna, years. And he's going to turn into the Abdullah with the fucking teeth coming <laughs> And there out. he is, kicking Steven Seagal in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's where he ended up! <laughs> Give me a donut. Oh, that would be great. So that's just, it, it's it's moments like where there are a lot it's of so annoyances, true. a lot of things that build up, and a lot of frustrations over the disruption of the flow of your own life, yeah. but it's liquid. you gotta, you got to look at it as water flowing down a stream, you know what I mean? Oh, you go with doing the, some meditation, you don't have I see. To, yes. The mindfulness. You don't have to put a dam up, but you have to know how to redirect the water, because it's a lot easier to, to do that than to try to stop it from flowing. Uh-huh. So, like, as life gets more complicated, and it will, and as there's more entropy and there's more stress, which both of those things will happen, you have to remember that, like, you can't change that, but you can change the way you perceive it and how you roll with the punches. Yeah. Well, I'm using a boxing metaphor because of your background in professional boxing. Um, and <laughs> which I think we didn't get to talk about. That's I mean, true. I that's true. Well, his, his, episode, you know, but... he, his, uh, his <laughs> reputation precedes itself. Yeah. Um, I watched some videos of you. So after. just have, uh, take it as Bad it comes, you know. You know, just take yeah. take take it as it comes, and, and how you frame it, you do have control over. Fortunately it. for me, that's been my entire approach. <laughs> I'm even going to yeah. deal with the fact that we're having a kid. I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm just along for the ride. You're like it comes out of I your butt, right? Is that, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't wait to have him on right after he comes back from his leave, yeah. and he's just like, you know, it's the horror on his face. <laughs> I he can't speak my name. Yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for coming on, man. Good luck. Thanks we'll for talk having to me. you again soon. All right, I had a good Best time. Best of luck. Thanks, dude. I hope you made the right decision. Uh, boy, <laughs> <laughs> I do too. You're about to find out. All right, bye.